Thank you, dear beloved, beloved, beloved God, for being here with me now through everything, through the dark, through the light, through every experience in this life and allowing me to be in my authentic expression of who you've given here in this life, the reason you gave me here, and for everyone here just to be touched by their very own essence, their very own expression of this gift that we are here and now. Thank you. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's an important time. Oh, interesting. A TV just came in the house right as I um, started recording this, so I don't want that background on here. So interesting how these things come up in our lives, and now it's time for me to probably, let's see, is it turning off again? Okay. So the space might be here for me to share with you. All right. It's a really precious time right now. It's super, super sacred. Um, it is Samhain today. It's, that's the time in the evening tonight when it's actually the end of the harvest and the beginning of the winter in Gaelic culture. And my grandpa is from Ireland. For me on a personal level, my grandpa's, I mean my grandpa, my dad, my kid's grandpa's, but my dad's um, two-year anniversary of transitioning out of his physical form was yesterday. So that was a lot coming up, a lot to move through, um, really letting go there and see, feeling some light on the other side. And then today's Halloween as well. And for me, it's... Um, it's an interesting time. I've always had extremely powerful transformations spiritually around this time of the year. And that's to this year has also, that has been happening. And, um, at the same time, there's this other aspect of Halloween, which is sometimes, um, gratuitously not good, um, that I'm trying to release my reactivity around because it's, um, irreverent. And that there is a way for people to hurt others um, by being too attached with the, the less sacred aspects of this holiday and less. Um, so just releasing my reactivity around that, but also not being a part of it. And then also being a part of play at this time of the year, um, you know, there is this aspect, even with Samhain, that um, a feasting at the end of the harvest, celebration coming into winter, um, it's coming to be a time to go within, it's letting go of all of this work that we've been doing, and as the winter comes, it can be that time to be within, and then at the same time, these seeds um, can germinate beneath the ground. And these gifts that I have awoken to during this time of harvest can really begin to open within me and bloom. And it's not spring yet, but there is an important part of the process that happens um, in the surrender of the winter time, in the letting go, the going within, staying in the warm quarters and staying immersed in that love light even with the darkness around 
Um, and maybe even especially with the darkness around, right? Because the butterfly and the chrysalis is protected so that this powerful transformation, first the gooification, except for, I guess its wings exist before, um, and then and then emerging into this this entire being that is so different and has a completely different function to fly instead of just crawling on the earth. Um, it's interesting. I'm just thinking about that as moving the grounding of being on the earth and being so attached to it, never able to leave it. And then that flying and what that means and how that grounding is then integrated, but yet in some ways released, right? So it's almost like this exploration of being human and divine. And so it's important to celebrate and to, to be in that humanity. And it's equally important to be in the divinity and to fly as well. And so kind of like oscillating between that and thinking about what is the best mode for this time of the year. Um, right now it seems grounding can be important. Um, but understanding that the wings are there already and that that part is only growing stronger. And, um, it's really beautiful. I found a lot of support in social circles. I hope to offer that support here as we have this conversation. Um, just a feeling of being witnessed, being heard, being valued, um, there's a friend in who I met through Clubhouse whose name is Sean, and he does wisdom workshops. And I just feel so lit up in those circles. I really do. Um, and that's been helping me a lot, a lot at this time of the year. And then my other friends who are um, connected with angels and peace. And thank you, Gwendolyn, so much. And um, just being in those conversations and, and dipping in and, and coming out and going into these wild spaces of my own. Oh, my goodness. Ah. Okay, so yesterday, I don't normally do this. I've been, like, really rigorous about what I consume in the ways of, like, shows and stuff like that. But just, like, with my dad, my dad's transition and moving and stuff like that, I've been, like, a little bit more soft about what I'm watching. So it's not just Gaia TV 100% of the time. So like yesterday, I watched um, some of Great Gatsby, which is like really taps into a part, um, a past life I've had actually in that. And then um, just this aspect, just working through the shadow because we don't want to just be toxic positive all the time, right? Because that's ignoring these darker parts of us. And it's interesting this time of the year it gets dark, right? So it's this also this opportunity to explore those aspects of myself. So it's like, if I'm to look at that shadow, it would be the shadow of... Let me take care of these kiddos. Girls! Hey! You are sharing? Thank you so much! You are... Oh my gosh, that's so perfect. <laughs> they, clearly they weren't sharing because there was crying. But then Marigold was like, sharing so good, sharing so good. Um, genius. Um, but that's what the other side of sharing is that shadow. 
it's this consumerism and this like um gripping desire that is tunnel visioned and almost like just oh not almost but definitely not seeing the full perspective also not considering everyone um maybe considering one other person um like romantically but in like a really desiring type way um or it could be just even honestly this could also translate to just caring about your own family yep that's a shadow um so let me not get too deep into that right there's a little quicksand um <laughs> and um so there's that so just exploring that and then also in the same thing I watched um, at nighttime I watched don't worry darling I don't want to give a spoiler of it um although it's not like super duper surprising but it's kind of surprising um so don't want to do that want to allow you the opportunity to move through it because movies do that they can they can um, shift us, transform us. I found it to be extremely, um, I found it to be awakening, liberating, and I felt like something was pulled away from me when I watched it because it's all about this idea of um, why we're doing these things that we're doing, what is our, our level of agency, right? And whose agenda are we, are we checking the boxes for? And sometimes... We don't know that we're doing it for somebody else and that doesn't actually serve us because that can be squashing to our hearts or our souls um, we're not meant to be there's this one scene where somebody was dancing and just looked like a puppet an absolute puppet and I I'm sure that was a hundred percent intentional um, because they were being puppeted by somebody else puppeteered or whatever the word is we're not designed to be puppets, my dear, beloved, miraculous, um, divine, half-divine beings. We have magic in us. And the kind, the kind of magic I tune into is actually, I think it's more accurately described as miracles. Miracles are magic um, integrated with unconditional love of God. So completely not separable from that. And, um, and that's what we're designed for. It's unpredictable. It's uncertain, but it definitely doesn't mean anybody else is pulling the strings. Um, what's interesting, like with the great Gatsby is he's doing this, all this stuff for this one person, but it's not really for her, is it? It's for his idea of her. It's for something from his past that he's clinging on to, gripping to. And always trying to catch up to, like he's reaching for that green light on the other side of the bay. And it's an interesting story. It speaks to me because um, this is what the ego can do if it's left unchecked. And sometimes it can pretend to be a certain way, noble or honorable. And not that's not what's really happening there. He was really objectifying this person who he was trying to impress. He was trying to manipulate her by using um, things to create a sense of grandeur around her, himself and trying to play God, but not the kind of God that I, I know, 
the kind of God I know would not ever, ever manipulate us. Um, people are like, why can't God do it? Why doesn't God do A and B and C if there is a God? Well, it's because we do have free will. And we are given every opportunity to choose love and unconditional love and God at every moment. But we will never be forced to do that ever. Um, if we're even really kind of halfway in the door of willing and accepting, it can happen. But if we say no, it will not be forced upon us. And yet, it's always an opportunity for us to rest in that faith, to rest in unconditional love, to rest in the truth. So, here, look, I, I was, somebody was talking about this in the clubhouse room. I'm going to take five deep breaths. You can do it with me if you want. wasn't too annoying hearing my breath. But this is the spaciousness that is really valuable at this time to come into. And any conversation can be joined from that piece. So I'm talking about shadow stuff and that can create a little bit of reactivity. Um, it's so interesting. It's like when the seed is starting to open and sprout, there's tension. There has to be tension. And the sprout has to have pressure against the earth in order to emerge. Um, it has to meet that earth and then go through in order to reach up to the sky. And as it comes through that beautiful fertile soil and meets the air, there's an instant relief. And from that point on, the plant can grow and grow and grow, and it's much more easier and fluid and flowing, I imagine. And sometimes it's like that, especially this time of the year. It's like we're in the soil, and maybe the seed is just starting to germinate, and then it's moving through the earth. And um, it can be like some tension. So it's like, I, I was in a spiritual practice and there was a major focus on relaxation and I realized that that's really important if everybody's in a space of tenseness. Now, people are typically in a tense, a, um, a tense space because that's how we're designed. There are many... Okay, so my mom just went out so I'm just going to share a bit more. Hi, and I'm over here. Okay. Um, and then my my little one has to take a nap soon, so I'm just going to see what I can share. There's so much, so much richness around this time of the year. My goodness, I have had years where I just got stuck. And what I'm finding is that when I allow myself to move through these transitions, um, I am able to metamorphosize in really cool, weird, random ways 
good ways. I shouldn't say weird, but it's not predictable by nature. Something that I've found extremely relieving is seeing this time as liminal space. Liminal spaces. These are opportunities for transformation, like the chrysalis. chrysalis. And it's available for this beautiful opportunity to transform into something that I don't even know I'm transforming into. But it, the whole thing is it's like releasing any concept of time. And it's releasing expectation. And it's just this openness. So it's funny. It's like going into times of the year like this in a bunch of control, like a control mode, could feel super not good, which is what I've done in the past. Um, but coming into it with surrender is extremely empowering um, in ways that I could never foresee. So this is an opportunity for extremely um, beautiful surrender and transformation right now. <laughs> good throw, Marigold. That was really good, babes. <laughs> Um, and so, okay, what I was talking about right before I, I paused from this because it was like too much happening in the background and I needed to come into that present moment at that time was this idea of relaxation and tenseness. So it's like I've been in meditation programs where the emphasis, Marigold, can you please go more gentle than that? Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, I want to see you do it more gently, please. Okay. Thank you. Good. That was good. You gave plenty of space. She may not want to chase it. I don't know. Um, is on relaxation. The emphasis was on relaxation because the norm is... Marigold, pause. Pause. Thank you. Good. That was good. Good job. Yeah. Now you can do it when Gwendolyn's out of the way. Okay. That's fine. Do you notice the doggy's not even going for it though? So maybe calm down. What, here, Mary, why don't you throw it outside? Okay. Okay? So, there you go. Good job. You're a good. You're, you might be a pitcher. I don't know. That's, that's a strong arm. Um, the emphasis can be on the relaxation because the norm is tenseness. Um, do, do, do. Make it happen. A, B, and C. My calendar's full. Blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. Um, my day has got everything from from 8 a.m. to to 8 p.m. It's all filled up, and these all these calls and blah 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 blah, 3D type of stuff, and um, and so then adding relaxation can help to ease the tension um, and bring balance. However, if it is, if one is fully in, um, naturally in a relaxed place, then tension can actually serve. So it's like this idea of like, Marigold, can you please share with her? Marigold, can you please let her throw it too? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Does that work? Um, so the heart, um, in order for a heart to beat, it needs to have both tense and relaxation, tense, relaxation, tense, relaxation. It's a balance of both of these things. So for me, the tension where I see that in my life is when I can meet resistance and then move through it instead of just relaxing away from it, right? And then relaxation can come into it. 
when I need to take a step back and surrender. Um, and I like a million other ways for both of those things. So these are both equally important. And one thing that I've um, invited into my life or one tool that I use that's related with this is... Sorry, Hey, good catch, kid. Good job. Marigold, did you do that though or no? Oh, okay. Okay, good. You caught yourself very well, Gwendolyn. That's what I want to see. Um, Marigold, remember, calm down, okay? Please. Um, she's doing good at make-believe right now. So, <laughs> um, this topical magnesium, magnesium works to relax the heart, whereas calcium allows it to tense. So, um, you know, we're always told, add calcium, but remember the magnesium too. And it's not just ingested. If it were just ingested, it would go in the tummy um, and not really go out to all the different parts of the body. Topical, you can just spray it on um, wherever you want and it can go into these places. It helps it so that there's not a crystallization of calcium in the body. And what it does is it works with that calcium so that um, they can come together and then um, it helps with magnesium helps with dila dilation and the calcium with the tension. So it's those both of those things are really important for all the functions of the body to have both, right? That balance. Um, so that's just one cool thing that I really like. Um, and then I wanted to mention something else too. I've been doing these angel connection sessions. I'm really excited about doing one tonight um, just because everyone is so unique. Ooh, there's like these mushrooms growing in the yard. Interesting. Um, and I cannot predict it. I, it's, it's in a total state of surrender. Um, but while I was doing it, I had a conversation with somebody and then I was like, inspired, please be gentle with it and do not bang them together. Okay. Um, Quinny, you need to be more careful. Um, momming. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I got this idea to send out a, a how-to on doing, on sharing these angel connection sessions. That was not a good choice. I should have waited and reflected and checked in with myself before I sent that out. I sent it to like four people. And um, then I went within and I, I had... I checked in my heart and it said, don't do that. It's not a good idea. Um, I'm not supposed to be sharing that information because I've done a lot of work, been in a lot of initiations, had very steady and um, profound transformation with lots and lots and lots of hours in a row with in this same program and with these same people. It's not like an angel connection program, but it was like a God connection program. And my gift is not the same as everybody else's. Everybody has different propensities. And, um, so, um, so then when I realized that, I was like, okay, so real quick. Um, so then one of the people was like, oh, They'll give me some kind of session. Um, my understanding is that it was related to this thing that I had shared and it 
didn't feel good. Um, it should feel good. Like healing sessions, which I don't even really believe in. I do like surrender. So I don't touch or move the energy myself. I don't direct it. I allow my heart to be the director. I allow God to do this stuff. This is what I've been trained in and attuned in is like more and more surrender, which is an oversimplification of what I've experienced, but at the same time, it's really very simple. It's allowing God to do it. So anything where it's moving energy, um, touching stuff in a person or whatever, to me, that isn't, doesn't feel good. It's an, it's a way to accumulate karma. Um, we're not, I don't feel that we're meant to be, um, energetically manipulated that way. And I think that I feel that God can do whatever. Um, and in these angelic connection sessions, it's like an accessing of divine wisdom and, um, you know, whatever is best to happen can happen. So anyways, it definitely shouldn't feel uncomfortable or in any way. And this session that I received really did. And it really brought up a lot of not good feelings. Um, and so that's when I realized I need to tell all of the people who I gave this sheet to, um, about, you know, that it felt better. I, I, I moved too fast on that. I shouldn't have given out guidance for this thing that I've not been doing, but like this practice that's evolved in me over these years. And cause it's not going to be a piece of paper that, um, that leads to this kind of connection. Um, if I were to teach this, it would be, I'm sure over an extensive period of time, a lot of hours, um, the amount of money that I've spent to cultivate this practice is like thousands and thousands of dollars. And it doesn't have to be necessarily thousands and thousands of dollars. However, um, one of, in a, um, in this practice, I, it was shared that when we pay money, it kind of allows us, it brings us into a state of allowance. So it can release the ego where it's like, we've been conditioned our whole lives to see money as this energy exchange. And so that can actually help in each one of these pieces to allow for these miraculous attunements to occur. Um, so there was that. And then, so I told the person and then I think that they're like still going to do whatever with it. And I respect this person and love this person and, you know, respect their decisions. Um, I just hope that it's not going to be that guide thing that I gave to them that they use. Um, and then another person was actually like, seemed angry at me and it misinterpreted it to seem as if I was putting anybody on a hierarchy, which is not true. It's just that in this particular practice is something that I've been attuned to over um, this thing. And I kind of equate it to like, I'm giving the, the test answers away without allowing for the proper initiations to take place. So, you know, there's that. And then another person was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that was easy. And then, um, the other didn't, didn't respond. So 
you know, it's just, I'm human. That actually brought on a lot of pressure for me, um, especially this time of the year where there's so much happening, um, moving through all this emotion. It made me feel, I wrote this post coming off of it. Um, of relating to Lady Faith and just like this ostracization that seems to come of embodying faith in a time. What, baby? What? Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're being helpful to them? That's so sweet. That is very sweet. She made a bridge for the ants. Um, I love that. But like uh, embodying faith in a time where faith is really not super common and that it takes so much so much to communicate what that is um, to those who are not willing to accept it who are not open to that divine um, what word am I looking for I'm like thinking of like transfer um, so you know, it's all opportunity for me to build my own faith and to come more firmly into that. But then it's also surrendering and just allowing for my own imperfection um, that I can make mistakes and then still move through. And then something came up today also in a room um, on Clubhouse was like that if I'm only moving for myself and then I come up against somebody else's blockage, then I'm just going to probably stop there and come back to myself. But if I'm moving for everyone and including the good of everyone um, present, then I'm going to continue to be in this loving space in the face of that blockage. And I'm not just going to try to escape it. I'm going to be presently in love in that space. And so that's what I've been attempting here um, this time of the year as we move from harvest to winter. And it's funny too, even just the metaphor of harvesting, collecting all these gifts and then going within and no longer collecting the gifts, right? No longer picking um, and, you know, bringing in all of this beautiful stuff, but just coming in to then instead of continuously taking to, to be present and witness and enjoy and see and to feast and to, um, to be there where everything is without constantly trying to seek more. So, um, so I think that's, I, th I think I made a mistake in, I mean, obviously in trying to share the angel reading practice. Um, I was definitely not make, not make, not taking the right decision. And I had some like really a lot of stuff coming up as a result of that mistake. Um, but it's a learning lesson. And imagine if I had made that mistake when I had a huge following and then I shared it and I could have shared it with more people this time. I didn't. I only shared it with a few. Hey girls, please be calm with the cat, okay? Um, so here, come on. Let's go inside. Okay. Um, but I didn't do that. I, I only did it with a few people. I learned these lessons and it's funny. It was like the people were a sampling of these different reactivities that could come up. Um, around this, this type of God surrender and like listening to the divine, even if it's not the easiest thing possible. Um, so I had to respect. Okay. Um, 
I had to respect what God was telling me and I had to do something that felt uncomfortable, which was to say, hey, you guys, I made a mistake. And then to deal with the repercussions of that when people didn't like that. Um, so, you know, it's all part of the process. It's important. I'm glad it happened now as opposed to later. Um, as I'm really moving through these angelic connection readings and, and coming into a new phase of this gift that's coming through me. So this is all gifts. This is all beautiful. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the people who are going through this with me and learning alongside me. And I am, um, I'm really grateful for today. It's just a beautiful day and um, a beautiful opportunity to bloom and to, to shift more authentically even into who I'm meant to be here. So with that, I really have to get these girls napping or get one of them napping at least. And, um, <laughs> and I love you so much. Thank you for being here and for bearing with me. Um, I feel like it's a little almost anticlimactic right now because I'm kind of distracted with the girls, but, um, and also that story was a bit of a confession because yeah, it was just a lot of discomfort and, and some, some unresolve that came from it as a result of me moving too fast at a time when my gift is very preciously emerging. And so, um, I think that's okay. I feel like it's okay to be anticlimactic, um, especially this time of the year, right? It's almost the definition of it is just coming, coming within. So, um, I love you all. I wish you so many blessings and, and let's all just be open to that surrender, the surprise, um, that comes at this time. Thank you so much.